Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Six down, drop the puck, let's go. Hour number two, ready to rock. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman making it happen on the BGK Insider Show. The President of the United States will make <laughs> his first ever appearance on the BGK Insider Show in this hour. And nice. he is talking some trash, some hockey trash to the Canadians. All right. Yep. So that's uh, that's still to come on one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League. A couple of other uh, injury notes to tell you about in just a little bit. And it does impact the draft lottery or teams that will be in contention. For the first overall pick, uh, we'll bring you uh, up to date on the latest developments there. But uh, we begin by looking back and then forecasting ahead on the Vegas Golden Knights who come off the victory over the Calgary Flames and can run the table on the three-game road trip by beating the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow and further cementing their advantage for first place. I yeah I, I think for the Golden Knights again it, it, you you did what you had to do you took care of business in Calgary it was a a real entertaining and interesting third period which we we talked a lot about in in hour number one first block Logan Thompson playing really well through fifty five minutes has to come out of the game with six minutes left and Jonathan Quick goes in makes big. Uh, five big-time saves, secures two points for the Golden Knights, and it sets up um, a little less pressure, though I, I still believe there's some pressure on the Golden Knights to go into Edmonton tomorrow, perform, and and take on Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and prove that, that you can beat that team in their barn. So um, it, it's a real interesting finale to this three-game road trip for the Golden Knights, but I'm, I'm here for it. I can't wait for tomorrow night. Well, just you, can't. You want to go three for three, right? You, you want to run the table. Yeah, you want to sweep, sweep the road trip. But it's it's interesting. If you're going to go two for three, would you, would you rather have dropped one of the first two? You can't do this, but if you're <laughs> if you're going to eye it up, you you want the game against Edmonton to be one of the two mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. Now, now you almost have to run the table because this home and home against the Oilers, if you sweep it, you're in good standing when it comes to distancing yourself from one of two chasers for that Pacific Division uh, title. If you sweep it, you're 10 points ahead. If you sweep it in regulation, 10 mm-hmm. points up on the Oilers. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. They're not in contention to, to win. If you have it, split it, then. You're still good. No, 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 nothing gained, nothing lost. You're six points up. Uh, and then if you get swept, your lead's down to two. And right. then you can factor in all the three-point games and, and uh, all the different scenarios. But, it again, if, if you go two for three, you're like, I, I really hope one of, the, one of those games is, is Edmonton. It's, it's the most important game on the road trip. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, if you were to tell the Golden Knights, okay, you're going to go two for three on this road trip, then I think the game you don't necessarily care that much about to pull points out of is Vancouver, right? Like, if you drop Vancouver, that's fine. The the Canucks aren't going to do anything to you in the standings, but you want to beat the Edmonton Oilers. You wanted to go into Calgary last night and beat the Flames and push them, you know, push that wedge even ever so so great between you and the Flames. And you want to do the same thing to Edmonton. Like, the goals are to make the playoffs and then try to secure home ice advantage, right? And if the Golden Knights can sweep this upcoming set with the Oilers, they put themselves in a really good spot at minimum to have home ice through the first round of the playoffs. What the importance factor is, is weighed on the potential to meet again. Vancouver, no chance. They're done. They're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Who, who, who cares? You, you, there's no sending a message with that game. Uh, there is still the potential that you can match up against the Calgary Flames. So sawing off the season series was important last night for the the Vegas Golden Knights to come away with that uh, with the, with a message after what happened a week earlier at T-Mobile Arena. Important mm-hmm. bounce back game against a potential playoff opponent, and we know that Edmonton and Vegas are both going to make the playoffs. So whether it's the first round or the second round uh, or uh, some mismatch in between, depending on if somebody actually fell down to a wild card spot and crossed over. But uh, you, you could meet them in the first or, or second round likely. That, that's important to, to win that game, never mind the playoff race. Okay, we've, we've got some developments, though, with the roster. Logan Thompson injured last night with six minutes to go. Will not play. Will not dress uh, for for the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. Riley Smith took one shift in the third period. Did not return. Will not play for the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow night. And Alec Martinez has returned to Vegas. Uh, personal uh, situation. So he is out of the lineup. First time since the All-Star game that the Vegas Golden Knights will not have their starting six defenseman. Ben Hutton uh, will go in. We don't know who's going to draw in uh, for Riley Smith. Uh, they have a couple of different options. Uh, I mention that because uh, Bruce Cassidy uh, spoke at practice today and uh, talked to Ashley Weitz and Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com. You'll hear his voice uh, in just a little bit as we tee up Bruce Cassidy with the latest. Bruce, did you learn anything more on the injury front, whether it was the guys who were injured in last night's game or anyone who could be returning tomorrow? Well, yeah, Riley and Logan are out. um, And Marty's gone home, too. He has a personal thing he has to take care of. So um, hopefully that they're all short-term. We won't know that. Uh, They'll get looked at by our medical team there. And we'll see. We play a Tuesday at home. So hopefully I have better news for you on Monday. as for that, Keegan is close. Uh, so he may be cleared to play tomorrow. Um, if not, uh, Paul Cotter's available as well. So uh, one of those two will go in uh, for Smitty, and then uh, Ben Hutton goes in for Marty. So um, LB gets some work today, so he could be ready to go tomorrow as well. So one out, one in type of thing, and next man up, and that's how it looks for tomorrow. What's the message to Ben? Well, he, he, when he came in last time, he hadn't played in a while. He played very well for us. So I think he's been a true pro for us. Uh, works hard every day, uh, staying prepared, positive attitude. It's not easy to not play, and you're a veteran guy in this league. So we appreciate that as a coaching staff a lot. I'm sure his teammates do. So 
think when those guys go back in the lineup, you're pulling hard for them, you know, and whoever's partner is going to be. And we'll still sort through that. It might be Petro, it might be a simple switch. Um, you know, you want to help him out. So, um, but like I said, I think he'll be ready to go. Tough assignment on the road against a high octane team like Edmonton, but I'm sure he'd rather be in than out. <clears throat> How difficult is it for a coach when you've had five goalies? Yeah, we didn't have a lot of injuries there. Um, here and there, I mean, Tuca's surgery was an entirely different animal. We st it's like Robin. We started the year knowing that we had other guys. Um, the toughest part for that was actually getting enough work and practice, to be honest with you, when guys are getting back in. And that was starting to happen here. So that's the first challenge, getting everyone in that. And, uh, and, and now your team's not practicing as much this time of year, so they're not getting live reps. Like you saw with Logan last night, there was a lot of scruff around in front of him that he was a little late reacting to, and that's normal because we just haven't had those intense practices where there's traffic in front. But he stopped a lot of pucks. It's yeah. just the, the details of it, little things that you can't replicate. So. Um, as for the five goalies, they've all played well. Uh, that's the good news. I think the system we play in front of them has helped. I think that they've all gotten a stretch of playing. Our, we've had our 6D playing every night, so you've got continuity on the back end. You know, our forwards recognize the value of reloads and playing good defensive hockey, no matter who's in there. And that, you know, you're building those habits during the year. So I think that's helped as well. But it's, it's the individual goes in, right? He's either up to it or not, and every one of them has. Even Patera, he played well for us for a young guy. So it's, that's the encouraging part is you know guys can go in when they're healthy. It's just keeping them healthy. Well, have you ever seen anything like this, Butch, no. going back to junior no, hockey? I've been asked that a few level. times. No, I don't think so. I can't recall any where there's been this many goalies and gone in and won. Usually, you know, you remember them when they stink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, or you have a tough time or your team stinks, whatever. But I do not remember going through it and without seeming to miss a beat. So, like I said, good for the, good for the goalies. So what's your cartoon bubble over your head last night when you see Logan? I, you know what? It's, uh, it's almost at first I thought he got slashed. I thought he was holding his, his hand um, or it was an equipment issue, to be honest with you. But um, I don't know. It's just one of those years, it seems, that... It's, uh, we just have to end up with two healthy ones at some point, you know, and, and right now we have that. It looks like LB's very close, so that's the good news. So when you got quick, were you thinking to yourself, okay, he's not the player he once was, because, but he's still a, a, a good player. Well, it was good by good on Krim and his staff to, to, to look around and just in case, because we've the forgotten man here is Aiden Hill too, right? I mean, he re-injured, so there's a lot of what-ifs. And you go through those scenarios, and here we are with the what-ifs, right? So it's a good thing we got quick. He's played well for us. I think it's helped him a lot with Marty being here. They, you know, they won a cup to, two cups together, so a little familiarity. Yeah. His family was, was in Vegas, so you're only going four hours. You know, it's easy to get here than maybe Columbus. So there's a lot of things that fell into place for him and, and us. So the 96 points that are going into the season, obviously you got to be thrilled with that. I mean, well, I think we felt we had a better group in here than maybe other people did. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to go out and prove it. And we knew that I didn't know in June Robin wasn't going to play, but we knew after that in August. So now you're starting to prepare yourself for whatever goalies are there. And that was the big question mark. And I guess could still be right when yeah. you're playing five of them. But we've gotten through that. And I think the guys have bought into playing the right way most nights. We're not perfect. Our stats are not going to wow anybody, but we do find ways to win hockey games, and that's important. So, credit to the guys. I mean, Oilers are winning, LA's are winning. Yeah, winning. everyone's nobody, winning. You can't, can't gain. Well, I think this time of year you see a lot more of that. The teams that are truly separating are the ones that are, 
you know, going to have the shot. Some of the other ones, they just, I haven't been on that side of it very often. So, they, but I can imagine they lose a little, they just yeah. lose some of your motivation. In this game, if you're not 100% competitive, it's going to be tough to win. So I think that's what happens this time. So using scoring goals by committee, you didn't boss it too. We did a lot. That was, you know, we had our top line that scored a yeah. lot, but we still had guys underneath that, that yeah. contributed. We were probably less scoring and more a tighter defensive yeah. team. Um, you know, some of that changes with personnel from yeah. year to year. Uh, so for us, it's it's good to see every different line. So we've gotten a lot of juice out of our fourth line, yeah. uh, no matter who's in there. It was Will Carey at the start yeah. of the year with, Col you know, Colasar, Nick Waller. Yeah. They were all pitching in then. You know, Will moved up and we moved, you know, then, then Amadio drops down and now Bluegers come over. And it doesn't seem to matter who we've put in there. They've, they've, they've helped put up points, so that's always good. Uh, Steven, you know, when you go Eichel, Carly Stevenson, I think you got yeah. three very, yeah. very good centermen that can drive lines, right? So that's the other thing. When you have guys that can drive a line, you can spread them out a little bit. Now, we've moved Stevie around out of necessity a little bit here and there, but in general, that's been the case that it's a different couple of lines every night. You never want only one line going. And in the playoffs, you know, it has to be three and four every night. But you can get away with, I believe that in the regular season, you can get away with three lines. You know, you can have a line can have an off night in the regular season. It's not a big deal. It's come playoffs, it gets tougher and tougher. You've uh, coached Kobe. Uh, I didn't have him. I didn't have him. No? I helped get him there, though, by getting, you know, fired. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have well, him. Yeah. He, he yeah. came the next year, got drafted yeah, should, after I left. So. You should have a statue outside the wall. Why are they so mad at me? But, you know, <laughs> Pasternak and, and Bergeron and some guys. But what Jaeger, I had. I had Jaeger. So what separates when you watch play for you? You didn't really want to play for you. Well, yeah, you know what? He was our leading scorer, so I <laughs> I didn't have as much of a problem with him as I, I don't know. Like he was just he was a superstar in the league that you had to try to connect with. So that, that was the challenge for me as a young guy. But he played okay for us. You know, I mean, but guys that you played against, guys that you've coached, coached. <laughs> what makes '97 stand out above? All well, of these guys, because I think he's pretty much proven that, right? Yeah, it's his speed, right? Let's just, you know, his speed separates him from, like Lemieux was graceful and smart and uh, um, had the reach, and Gretzky was just, he could think, he was ahead of everyone on the ice, right? Like he just thought the game's so much clearer. And yeah, Bob, he, David reminds me of Bobby Orr, like the different position, the way they've, they've changed the game with their, just their speed and, and then their ability to dominate and humble too, right? It seems like he comes to play every night and he's not uh, about himself. It's about, you know, playing, doing what he has to do to help his team win. And that's what I see out of, out of him. You know, listen, he's in our division, so, you know, but, uh, you know, you, you, you root for those guys. I do anyway. With, without going into your X's and O's or giving up uh, company? Uh, we, we've always secrets. tried to keep him to the, he's, you're not going to deny him the puck. It's impossible. I think he's going to find a way to get it. So for me, it's about, okay, well, who's he, who's he looking to move the puck to? And so that was always our plan in Boston. You know, here we're a little bit new, but it's, it's very similar. It's like, we want to try to deny him outlets, you know, so keep him to the outside. He can, he's going to have the puck. Eventually, he's got to come into the interior ice. And I think he's adjusted well, because I think other teams have done. That's why he's scoring more, right? They're starting to take away his. So he's like, well, I'll, I'll attack one-on-one -on -one and, and shoot the puck myself. So he's made the necessary adjustment, like all the great ones do. So now you're on to probably a different plan. Um, we just haven't seen a lot of Edmonton this year, to be honest with you, to sit there and say we're going to do this, this, and this. I think we're going to see it now in the next um, two games, and then we're going to see it, who knows, in 
in April and May if we both teams keep trending well. Different type of uh, scrum with Bruce Cassidy, given that it's a Canadian market and you don't get an opportunity to uh, pick the brain of Bruce Cassidy, who is uh, such an educational guy when it comes to uh, speaking his mind and teaching you uh, elements about the game. So you have Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com, Ashley Weiss from uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, as well as Jim Matheson from the Edmonton Journal. You guys will remember Jim Matheson from last year during that uh, famous uh, back and <laughs> forth with Leon Dreisaitl and yeah. the why yeah. you getting so pissy, why are you being so pissy yeah. uh, line. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Jim Matheson, who is a, a very accomplished uh, journalist and uh, isn't afraid to uh, stand up to you, but also kind of quiet and soft-spoken at, at times. A, a, a couple of things in there. One, uh, I love trying to keep McDavid to the outside. Mm-hmm. And it, it it makes me chuckle because you don't want him to get to the inside because he can beat you going right up the gut, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, around you, between the defensemen, whatever. But you 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 gotta you gotta cover that up. So you need defensive support in the neutral zone uh, from your forwards to be able to plug that lane, and the two defensemen can't get too far apart because if he gets around the forward, then he's got the the red carpet to the net. So you got to really buckle down on that uh, center of the ice, like sort of right down the middle, net to net, or between the, the face-off dots is is where you cannot let him get, uh, get to the net. But the more you squeeze together in the middle, something like Connor McDavid turns on the afterburners, he's yep. gone on the outside. And it's it's as close to an impossible task when when he gets the puck. And what what I would favor is I would rather Connor McDavid get the puck behind his own net or at the circles in front of his own net mm-hmm. and and bring it up the ice because then I can kind of get ready. He has such an uh, just a rocket of a spurt that. Those first two strides, not three strides. Mm-hmm. With him, it's two strides, and he's gone. When he gets the puck, a lot like uh, uh, what we see from Nathan McKinnon, when he gets the puck at center ice around the red line, he can yeah. still blow past you in two steps. And then you you don't have time to react at all or get ready for it at all, and he's gone. I, I think that's where he's most dangerous. And then in zone, his, his in zone game has arguably been the biggest uh, uh, increase uh, in his skill level uh, over the years. He can he can create offense not just off the rush but in zone. So uh, that's that's the the challenge with trying to stop Connor McDavid. The, he's multifaceted, and there's so many different things that Connor McDavid can do with the puck, without the puck, in creating offense, as you've mentioned, Darren. And you know the idea of, uh, that Bruce Cassidy kind of brought up is is you you want to take away his options. You want to take away you know the the ability to to maybe pass the puck or, or make a play or set something up for somebody else. And Connor McDavid's kind of seen that happen. So now he's just going to take you one on one or one on three or one on five get to the inside and score. And that's just how dangerous of an offensive player he is. You've you got to try to minimize the impact that Connor McDavid has on the game because you just know going into it, he's going to have some impact on well, it. And, and the idea of, of forcing him to dish it is the best-case scenario. Now, yeah. you, you may have somebody that's in a, a better scoring area 
and you're like, okay, give it to him. Like, if we can get the puck off McDavid's stick to yeah. somebody else, whether yeah. it's uh, Drysaddle's All World Two or Hyman, uh, preferably not uh, Drysaddle or Ryan Nugent Hopkins or uh, Kane, Evander Kane, uh, go on down the list. Uh, Kyle Yamamoto. Um, uh, there's uh, the, the, there's uh, uh, some great uh, talent, but I'd still rather have it on their stick than that <laughs> of, uh, of Connor McDavid. Here's here's my research that I was doing today on the road record. Okay. They have a chance to win three in a row on the same trip with the yep. victory tomorrow night against the, the Edmonton Oilers. They've had stretches this year. They won five in a row on the same trip. They ran the table in that, uh, that trip in November, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Coming off the most recent trip, they won the last four games, so they won four games in a row on the same road trip, and they've swept two two-game trips. Mm-hmm. Like they've been really good at going out and and putting together a string of games. Now, a lot of times you'll have uh, a team win three out of five, and they alternate uh, wins. It's really unusual that that you've got on the same trip. Five straight wins, four straight wins, an opportunity for three straight wins, and they've already swept uh, two uh, multi uh, two two game trips, which is uh, I just uh, speaks to really how effective this road uh, record has been this year. I overall twenty three seven five. I, this this team is just one on the road all season long, and you know. He, when we were kind of going through the the idea midway through the season that uh, the the home record would start to kind of come back to uh, you know the the averages and you would expect the Golden Knights home record to get better, you kind of expected a, a regression on the road and it it hasn't really happened to a, a massive degree. The Golden Knights have proven that they can go into any building in the National Hockey League and they can win. And you know I, I think for for this team thinking about the playoffs. You put a lot of emphasis on on Saturday night on on going into Edmonton and winning a game in that building. That's part of it, and the other part of it is just the intensity of uh, tomorrow night in Edmonton. And I wonder if if anybody gets like sort of PTSD is the wrong uh, explanation for it, or the example or the word to to use to describe it. But they're going in Edmonton. Uh, I think they're staying in the same hotel as the bubble. Uh, uh, they know the 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 walk over to to Rogers uh, Arena. Boy, they, they spent so long in that uh, in that bubble during COVID uh, to go back there. I wonder if old feelings uh, for every team that, that goes back in Edmonton has that uh, has that thought process uh, going with them. Uh, they'll they'll be missing three players uh, tomorrow night, but uh, they are looking forward to uh, potentially having uh, Laurent Brassois if he's uh, cleared uh, and is able to to back up. Uh, that's big, and hopefully there's less drama tomorrow night. Not just with Logan Thompson having to lead the game with six minutes to yeah. go, but let's let's dial it back to the third period when Milan Lucic collides with Zach Whitecloud in the Vegas zone, and it knocks the the right post, if uh, left post, if you're looking at the net, right post, if you're Logan Thompson, uh, knocks mm-hmm. the the post, dislodges it from its uh, its peg, and is is loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Play goes up the ice. Yeah, Logan Thompson realizes it and doesn't do anything. He leaves the net, and at that point, I got to be honest. I'm thinking he's under the impression that there's a delayed penalty, 
And as he yeah. gets three quarters to the to the bench, the Vegas bench for the extra attacker, Calgary brings the puck back down. He's got he's the people on the bench, Vegas bench are screaming at him, like, get back, get back, get back. Uh he stops and is unable to get in the way of the puck and Dubay scores. Calgary yeah. celebrates. And it, it, I, I didn't not know. I did not know what was going on. Yeah. Like a, a million hockey games I've watched. Sure. I did not know what was happening at that second. Because I did not think that there was a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no mention from Dave or Shane that there is a delayed call coming. And once Calgary had the puck, if there was a delayed call, it should have been blown down. It wasn't. Calgary had the puck. So you sort through it, and you're trying. And then Braden McNabb, awesome job. He comes over, and he, and he just uh, has a couple of words with, with Logan. Because Logan's, I'm sure, freaking out at the same time. Bruce Cassidy, I thought he was going to run on the ice and then wonder, what's, what's, like, what are you doing <laughs> to Logan and then to the referee? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Nobody knew that the net was off. Right, right. What happens in a in a normal situation by this, and and it does happen every now and then, is the goaltender, when the net is dislodged, will push it like swing it around to make sure it's obvious that it's not plugged into its its mooring, and that will let the officials know what's happening. The officials are instructed to, in this case, let Vegas take the puck up the ice for a scoring chance. Because it was a Calgary player that uh, that dislodged the net. The problem was the official didn't know. They just thought it was a regular course of action. Sure. Yeah. And and there's there's two parts of it. I'll deal with the Logan Thompson part. Logan, I, I all the credit in the world. He's in tune with the rules here. He sees the net dislodged. He thinks the Calgary players knocked it off. So he goes to the bench for the extra attacker because he knows Calgary can't come down and score. He's thinking ahead, which is great, which is brilliant, except nobody else in the building knew that the net was off. And that mm-hmm. that's why it was so confusing. The referees didn't know. Now, when the puck went in, yeah. the referees had to get together and talk about it. They made the right uh, right call. Lucic into White Cloud. That caused the net to come off the moorings. No goal. What worries me about it, and Bruce Cassidy made mention of this after the game too, so uh, I'm not the only person that, that talked about this. Darren Elliott said it first. Sure. The collision happens at the side of the net. Logan isn't looking at that collision directly, but he feels it. And he sees Luchas there. He knows White Cloud. He knows that what, what has likely gone down, that it's Luchas into and White Cloud causing that net to come off. Yeah, He goes to the bench for the extra attacker. Good on you. Be aggressive. Way to go. Except when when Calgary scored, now you're, you're putting your fate into the officials on the ice, video review, consultation, a chat with Toronto, uh, like trying to get it all straight. We've seen situations go the opposite of what you believe they would follow out as before. Yeah. If it's if it's me and I'm Bruce Cassidy, I'm telling my goaltenders, I appreciate the desire to be aggressive and think outside the box and knowing the rule, but we don't we don't need that. I, or or shove it all the way off 
So it's totally obvious that they're not going to score. But it was just off by three inches. So it yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. to everybody in the building, it looked like the net was was in its right spot. And I, as we sorted it out almost in real time, mm-hmm. it, it was one of those quirky things. I'm getting texts from all over North America <laughs> about people watching the game, wondering what's happening. Sure. And yeah. uh, I, I, so one, good on Logan for knowing the rule and being aggressive. But mm-hmm. that's a situation where maybe a little less aggressive or make sure it's obvious to everybody that that net's off. Right, right. It, it Weird things do happen. I applaud being aggressive for sure. I applaud being that in tune into the game uh, for sure. Thinking outside the box, it's great. But it's a 3-1 game that you're pretty well in control of. Like I think in that moment, the dialing back the aggressiveness is probably the right thing there. Um, and to, to be honest, I, I've I'd never seen that before. I had never seen I don't think you'll ever see it goalie. again. No, I, I don't I, think I, yeah. I've seen goaltenders no. go to the to the bench for the extra attacker on a delayed penalty yeah. when the penalty yeah, yeah. was on their own team and and they get scored <laughs> yeah. on. Like where where there's yeah. a there there's a transition of uh possession and they think <clears throat> sure. okay, uh uh we had it, the whistle didn't go, penalty must be on them. They go to the bench, but it turns out to be the other way. And and they get yeah. they get scored on and it's embarrassing. I've seen that number of occasions. It's not pretty, but I've seen that. Uh, that's what I thought was initially happening uh, last last night. Yeah, it, it was such a strange um, set of circumstances. And and to kind of piggyback off of your initial thought, like the call from, from Dan, and Dan's phenomenal. We, we know how well Dan calls a game. He, he was looking around trying to understand why there wasn't a delayed penalty because when you see a goaltender just leave the net like yeah. that, you're looking around trying to trying to figure out okay who's the penalty on what's the penalty called and then when it became obvious there was no penalty Dan was flummoxed by it too because it didn't make any sense because yeah, the no, net not at all. the net was still somewhat in the area that it's supposed to be you yeah. you whether you watch your first hockey game or your 20,000th hockey game whether you were in the mm-hmm. building or whether you're watching on TV or listening to the radio Everybody was confused at the same time, including coaches, referees, and players. <laughs> the only person that knew what was going on was Logan Thompson. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then I was I couldn't Wild. wait to talk to him after, and then he got hurt. I was like, ah, oh, uh, double whammy. <laughs> uh, the, the injury, and uh, and we don't get to uh, chat with him uh, about that. Uh, we're going to take a break. We've got one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, let's give away some tickets, though. All right, one set of tickets? Yeah, let's do it. All right, 870-876-1340. Uh, 702-876-1340. wonder if anybody's ever dialed the 8701. Uh, somebody in Toronto is there, their number's ringing right now. 702-876-1340, caller number nine. Which game are we giving away tickets to, Chapman? The aforementioned Edmonton Oilers Woo-hoo! game. Woohoo! That's on Tuesday, the back half of the home and home. Uh, call now. Which caller should we go? Uh, let's go, uh, 13. 13. Giddy up. Let's go. Stare bad luck right in the face. We own it. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Carlson, left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. President of the United States is about to join us on the VGK Insider Show. Not live, but he had something to say Uh, regarding hockey, and uh, we want to bring it to you on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the flagship station of the Vegas Golden Knights. Before we get to that, I want to tell you that the the Las Vegas sports scene about to uh, get a little bit busier. The uh, Vegas Nighthawks will launch their second season tomorrow over at the Dollar Loan Center. And we wish Coach Mike Davis and the entire organization a, a great season. And uh, looking forward to uh, the the sophomore schedule. Uh, it's one of the most spectacular, coolest, uh, fun, interactive uh, sports that you'll see uh, in the indoor football league as they take on the Iowa Barnstormers uh, tomorrow. Uh, that is a 7 o'clock start. It, it's funny, Dollar Loan Center, hockey game tonight. HSK? Yeah. Yeah. Football on the turf uh, tomorrow. Uh, things are happening. Uh, good luck to uh, many Reveros, too. Uh, the team has, uh, has been playing better uh, with the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, I good on the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, I'm telling you, this year, uh, I'm getting to uh, one of the, at least one or two arena football games. It's so sure. much fun. It's going to happen. I just love I, the I, way I, the fans are right into it. Like, in, I like gotta, involved. I get there. Like reaching over, I watched. Uh, I did one game last uh, <laughs> last year on television, and uh, the the fan, the spectator, intercepted a pass. I caught it at the same time as the other team in, in the end yeah. zone, but it yeah. was like a jump ball, and the spectator <laughs> took the ball away from the opposition, so there was no touchdown scored, and all the Nighthawk players went over and high fived the 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 fan. It was like, like, what is going on? And it was all legal. It it was cool. It's amazing. Uh, Clinching scenarios for tonight. Just one. Yeah. New Jersey Devils will clinch a playoff berth if they defeat the Buffalo Sabres in any fashion. Yep. Considering that game's in the uh, Eastern time zone, what do we have? New Jersey has to beat Buffalo. Yeah, it's not looking too good right now. Buffalo's up 5-2 to two in the waning seconds of the second period. All right, so uh, New Jersey need to come back if they want to clinch. Injury news to tell you about. Patrick Laine out two to four weeks uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets with a tricep strain. He's been playing center lately. Um, and uh, yeah. and that uh, that's an interesting experiment because he's not a very good center like the guy off the draw. But consider mm-hmm. this. Uh, Chandler Stevenson is 55% plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas Golden Knights are having one of the best, if not the best, uh, percentage back and forth right now between best and second best uh, percentage in the dot ever at over 50%. And Line is 35% uh, this year <laughs> on, on the faceoffs. Uh, he hurt himself in practice taking a shot, and he's had just an injury-riddled campaign. Uh, still 20-plus yeah. goals, 22 goals uh, for Patrick Line. But this, uh, this is not a bad thing for... Columbus, as they have another big-name player out of the lineup, and right now they are the worst team in the NHL, so they are the favorite to have the best odds in the Connor Bedard draft lottery and uh, win that thing. Let's see if uh, if that happens. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, the experiment of of Patrick Laine lining up as center wasn't enough to push Columbus all the way to the bottom, Patrick Laine not being in the lineup might do it. A.J. Greer. 
the Boston Bruins suspended one game without pay. Mm. Must feel shame after cross-checking Mike Hoffman in a game. Uh, I don't know whether you saw it. The two of them lined up uh, off a face-off. They were whacking and hacking each other, had words. Mm. They got together, and Hoffman went to push Greer. Greer's stick came up, and he basically cross-checked him Hoffman in the face. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. It, it didn't look like Greer was trying to do it. Now, Greer can t- play that tough game. Uh, he, sure. he's, he's got skills in the physical department. But uh, I don't think he, he meant to do it. It was uh, just bad luck. Uh, Kale McCarr uh, could be back against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they are mm-hmm. looking uh, for that uh, at Ball Arena uh, tonight. We don't know for sure, but uh, he's missed two games because of a lower body injury. Now, we have a state visit by wow. the President of the United States of America to Canada. Yep. He addressed the members of Parliament in Ottawa. That's uh, the Canadian government. <laughs> all the members of Parliament, uh, they, they sit there from all the, uh, the different uh, political parties of Canada, three major ones. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Joe stood up there and had a couple of things to say, including a reference to sports and hockey. Joe, you're at the microphone. It's your stage, my friend. Our labor unions cross borders. So do our sports leagues. Baseball. Basketball, hockey, listen to this, hockey. I have to say, I like your teams except the Leafs. Tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. They beat the Flyers back in January, that's why. And if I didn't see that, I married a Philly girl. If I didn't say that, I'd be sleeping alone, fellas. I like you, but not that much. Good on you. No, I want to replay that, but I want you to listen to this. As he's rattling off the sports, baseball and basketball, listen to the background, all right? Because all of a sudden, the Canadian members of Parliament, all of us, proud Canadians, and we're so uh, possessive of our sport of hockey. They start helping him. Like, the, the, it became frantic from from the hockey. members of Parliament hockey. that he was going to forget hockey. And so hockey. Listen, to the, listen to this again. Our labor unions cross borders. So do our sports leagues. Baseball, basketball, hockey. Listen to this, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so say. good. They're, they're, they're urging him along. Hockey. hockey. Don't, don't, don't hockey. forget hockey. hockey. We don't care about baseball and basketball. Why didn't you mention hockey first? Like, unemployment won't draw the oh. amount of, uh, of uh, festive uh, and, and uh, chirping that, uh, that happened on the, on the floor of Parliament uh, when, he, when he makes the, the crack about the Leafs. And, and like yeah. half, yeah. more than half. Enjoyed it. And then all the Torontonians oh, yeah. and the, the, the different Leaf fans. Oh, you can't do that. You're, making, you're the president. You're supposed to be political. You can't have a biased opinion about that. Please. And plus, well, the Toronto Maple Leafs are great. He's on the... Oh, okay. Hey, that was your... weird. Why? Well, never mind. Anyway, uh, I, listen. It, 
that was very confusing what you just did. I don't understand it. What do you but mean? That no, all no, being they, said, they all got they all no. got up in arms that that he was making but fun like, of, of the like, Toronto why, Maple Leafs. Why is but like why is the representative from Quebec gonna care about the Toronto Maple Leafs getting lit up by President Joe Biden? Well, like, the no Quebec one cares. representative won't. But no, uh, the, the on, highest stop. majority, uh, the majority just of the seats the are are Toronto. Uh, and, and Ontario members of Parliament. I know. I'm from yeah, Canadian. No, I, I enjoyed I, it, though. Okay, here's, uh, I, I did here's like Here's the it. deal. It's, it's a great. I thought it was fantastic. Joe Biden's on the right side of history when it comes to Toronto because no one likes the Leafs, um, and most of which they're fans when it, uh, when it comes to the playoffs. All I'm saying is it's, like it's too early in the calendar for the Leafs to have a loss that big. Like it's not April yet. The President of the United States... Troll yeah. them, yes. But that—that's yes. a sign that you're pretty big deal. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but but the 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 funny thing is he he dogged on the Leafs for beating the Flyers. Yet it seems like <laughs> everybody's been beating the Flyers this year. So if he goes, he's got to tell that joke now in every other city that has an uh, NHL franchise he goes to. Can I just mention that the Maple Leafs' best player is yeah. an American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, just a, a little bit of a. Uh, loop around and close uh, close that one off. Those are your one-timers. News and notes uh, around the <laughs> National Hockey League for this Friday, March on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. This is going to be an amazing Catching Up with Chapman because he hasn't been paying attention or thinking about what he was going to say at all because he's watching basketball. Actually, actually I, I, I was I was well aware of what I was going to say. So uh, for those who missed me yesterday, I was at the uh, NCAA tournament that took place or the Sweet 16 that took place here in Las Vegas. First time the NCAA has ever had a college yeah. basketball uh, event for the NCAA tournament here in Vegas and would get the Final Four in 2028 but uh last night got to see gonzaga and ucla and what an incredible game that was and then uconn if you have them to win the national championship in your bracket i'd be feeling pretty confident because they absolutely demolished arkansas like that game uconn won by 25 i don't even think it was that close like the game was over literally 10 minutes to go in the first half they 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 really put a beating on arkansas how are, how are your seats um, not bad for that one. Got to see Bill Murray, whose uh, son, Luke, is an assistant coach with UConn. And I, I have a soft spot for UConn because their coach, Danny Hurley, is the son of the legendary high school basketball coach, Bob Hurley, who's from Jersey City, which is the same uh, hometown as my huh. dad. So, so where did you uh, see, were you there as media? Yes, yes. Were you working media? I was tweeting out from the uh, Fox account. That is not me working media. Well, I, listen, I was on... Oh, boy. Yes. You were not Old man media. yells at clouds. Yeah, Old yeah. man yells at clouds. Just because oh, you, you don't utilize... Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Chapman. Yeah. Were, you, were you courtside? Uh, for the first game, I was. Second game, I was up up top. Oh, they, they found you out? No, they, I just... They, no, they, no, they, they the gave us a free... They gave us a free media meal. And I was able to utilize it at Shake Shack, so I got the, the the burger with the cherry peppers on it and the bacon. That was really really good. I never See, had one had of those before. You had the ultimate free night out. Oh, it was because great. You tweeted. It was no. Oh, you got a free meal and you got courtside seats <laughs> and you got a couple of bats. Like, tell me, tell me you <laughs> by, didn't. By ride the way, the media. San Diego State is about to beat Alabama. So, uh, 
and Miami is crushing Houston. So both number one seeds remaining are going to go out. They're going to be done. You and I are going to have a talk. Sure. It'll be a one-sided talk. You ready to listen, man? <laughs>